Hello, everybody. This is the For the Glory of Old State podcast. Talk of Penn State football here. I'm Craig Rosala. I'm joined by Brandon Musso. How are we doing tonight, Brandon? I'm doing good. Excited about this one. We are very excited because we have um, a special guest on. Uh, we have Nick Caduti from um, For the Bloggy. Um, he's a high school football coach in uh, Houston, Texas. And he joined us to break down the Mike Yersich offense. He has, you know, a little bit of insight because he knows some of these um, college coaches. He mentioned he knows Tom Herman. Um, he knows Yersich a little bit. He, he does the video breakdowns on the For the Bloggy YouTube channel. And he was nice enough to join us to talk a little bit of this offense and, you know, what we can expect. You know, he talked about what went wrong a little bit with the Kurt Sorak offense and what can be fixed with this Yersich offense coming in. Um, what do you think of the interview, Brandon? I'm excited for everyone to hear it. I mean, I think me and you kind of don't get into the full depth of, you know, the X's and O's of particular plays and, and offenses, but, you know, we'll talk about, um, you know, just the outer workings of an offense. I think, you know, Nick kind of gave us like a deeper look into, you know, both Kirk and Yersich just to kind of compare and uh, contrast these two guys. Cause uh, the offenses are obviously going to be different. Um, you know, this is, this was a shock to all of us that this, you know, swap out of offensive coordinators happen. So um, it's nice to kind of get a feel for, you know, what we might see next year. So we had Nick on, he, you know, he gave us a couple of minutes of his time talking on um, this year's such offense. I thought he did a great job. Um, so without further ado, here's uh, Nick Caduti. So we are joined by Nick Caduti from For the Bloggy. Nick, you want to talk about your current coaching status and then how that got you started with For the Bloggy? Yeah, um, I'm actually uh, an assistant head coach and offensive coordinator at a 6A high school in Houston, Texas. Um, I've kind of bounced around college ball, um, decided to get out and do high school. And so um, really where it all started was, I, you know, I started a YouTube channel um, about a year ago, got bored. And um, people always kind of asked me to kind of break some stuff down and yada, yada, yada. So I did and kind of took off. And the guy from for the blog, he kind of got a hold of me. Um, and I'm from Pennsylvania originally. I'm from Philly. And, um, so it kind of, you know, connected and I was like, you know what, that'd be awesome. Love to do it. Um, now this year kind of sucked to do, but it was, uh, but I enjoy it, man. I really do. So. Yeah. Um, love the content, um, for the bloggy on YouTube. Um, so you mentioned it kind of sucked this year. So we were really excited in the off season when Kurt Soraka got hired. Um, we saw how Minnesota did last year against Penn State and their offense was dynamic. Um, in terms of getting a lead early and then finishing off the game late. So for 2020, what do you think went wrong um, scheme-wise with the Kurt Soraka offense at Penn State? Well, I mean, you got the, the injuries, the opt-outs. Um, you got a quarterback who, you know, I think never really got a feel um, for his offensive coordinator, not to mention COVID, man. I, I just really think it was um, it was a bad time to start a new offense with a new coach, um, you know, with – you know, uh, you know, basically, uh, it's kind of like a new, like a whole new deal. Not to mention, you didn't even know you're going to play until, you know, weeks before. And, you know, I, to be honest with you, man, I'm just not a, I struggle with, uh, it sucks that he didn't have an opportunity. Soraka, he'll land on his feet. But I think it was just a culmination, man, like the perfect storm of just, you know, bad time. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, I still think he's a great coach. Um, I thought the game plans were there, but, you know, you can tell there was no chemistry and it started to pick up later in the year. Yeah, definitely, uh, you know, when they ride a lot four straight, things look a lot better. But what are some – so moving to Mike Yersich, he was hired a couple weeks ago to be the new OC, and then Soraka got let go, obviously. 
What are some of the basic premises and concepts of his offense that Penn State fans should be really excited about in 2021 and beyond? Yeah, Yurcich is, you know, he's a Shippensburg guy and Shippensburg guy. And so for him, like Pennsylvania is kind of where it's at. He's originally from Ohio. Um, so I, he always kind of wanted to go back to that side of town. But for the most part, man, he he's going to be a fast tempo um, RPO guy. He's not a um, – he's not don't, – don't think about what he did at Texas last year because I'll be brutally honest with you. Um, I know Tom, and uh, Tom's going to run what Tom wants to run. And I think that's why he ran through different OCs and um, because that's, you know, he's going to do what he does and, and nothing against him. That's his job. And he ended up losing it because of it all. But you're going to see kind of, I think what you saw at Oklahoma state, you're going to see, uh, you know, a lot of wide zone inside zone tagged RPOs, uh, deep option concepts where they're just going to let their speed win one-on-ones and they're going to let their O-line block seven guys deep. And then you're, they're going to let their quarterback um, complete easy RPOs and deep balls. Uh, you're probably going to get a little bit kind of like uh, Soraka with a lot less, a uh, lot less big tight end sets. You're probably getting to, you know, 20 personnel. If you look at the video, I talk about their cowboy back. I'm sure he'll call it something else there. Um, and basically, it'll be like a tight end type um, that can block and run and, and catch the ball. Yeah. So, you know, something that, you know, Craig and I, you know, first talked about when Kirk got hired was kind of his ability to run an offense that was able to grind the clock down um, at the end of the games when, you know, you have a lead and you just needed that long drive to kind of put it away. Um, and we saw that a little bit from him this year, but how do you see your shit's off offense, you know, and their ability to kind of do something like that? Well, it's still zone offense, you know, and I think that's what people don't understand. Soraka's more of a downhill tight zone guy where he's trying to get downhill. And, and to be honest with you, unless you've got those monsters up front, it's hard to do. Um, Yersich did a good thing. He he had a, you know, when he was in uh, Oklahoma State, you got to remember a school that really didn't have the highest recruiting classes, um, unlike Penn State and Ohio State and schools like that. So he relied on on wide zone a little more. Uh, if you want wide zone, think San Francisco 49ers, think um, the Tennessee Titans. Um, it's become quite popular in the NFL again. Terrell Davis is what it is, uh, 90s Denver Broncos. The only difference is he does it out of spread formations and forces people uh, to make a decision. So, you know, when they talk about grinding thing out, he's still a run first offense. It's just going to be a little, a little more of a spread and a little more horizontal at times. And then Nick, I was saying all year as well, I watched the games on Saturdays and I was disappointed at times. And on Sundays I'd watch NFL teams and especially like the Rams, the chiefs, and they use a ton of motion. Yep. I wanted to see more motion this year. Um, how much motion can we expect from this offense? He's not a big motion guy, to be brutally honest with you. Um, really? He'll put guys out. Like, he, he puts his H back out or his tail back out and empty and brings them back in to kind of determine coverage. Um, but that's about all he does. He's a pretty – really, he's uh, – it's actually a really simple offense run at an extremely fast pace at times um, that catches people off guard. So, you're going to see um, – think, uh, think tempo like Oregon used to be back when uh, Chip Kelly was there. Yeah. So another thing we kind of talked about was, you know, the wide receivers and their inability to kind of gain separation. I I think it was very noticeable um, this year in particular and and years past, you know, the the wide receivers just couldn't seem to to get open when they needed to. And, you know, the pocket was collapsing quickly. Um, Do you see a part of his offense that can kind of help them get some space and, and maybe help that wide receiver group? Yeah, I think, excuse me, I think the really the big thing you got to look at is 
when you see the offense that Soraka ran, a lot of people would just go cover one big man with a free safety over the top and say, you're going to have to throw the ball to beat us. Um, you can't do that, I think, against uh, against your such offense because it, because of the way he does things, because of the RPO game, because it's so spread-oriented, because it's, it's fast-paced. Um, if he sees man-to-man, he's going to take the shots over and over and over. Um, you know, you have some talented receivers. You know, um, Parker Washington was a freak down here in Houston. He's a freak up there. And, you know, it's one of those things – Sometimes you just got to feed the ball to your kids and just keep trusting over time. It's going to work. I think they were a little hesitant early in the year. They weren't, they were kind of conservative. I think that Sorak was still trying to figure out his kids. Um, so I think the man coverage thing isn't going to be a big of a deal as you think because of the talent that you have. But I think the fact that the run game is going to be so much better just in general, that uh, it's going to help. The, it's going to help those receivers get off the ball. Yeah. So kind of, you know, going along with that, what, what position group um, in the offense do you think will benefit from the most from him being at the helm? Um, the O-line, 100%. Um, so the old O-line coach he had there, Josh Henson's at Texas A&M now. Um, he's a good dude, but he knows his stuff. And he always told me it's, uh, you know, what they did offensively gave their offensive line a chance. You're not asking the O-line at, Ohio, at Penn State to physically move Ohio State off the ball. Uh, it's almost impossible to do unless you're Alabama. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, but – but asking them to move horizontally and make them run, you can do that, and you're going to do it at a fast pace. And um, you, won't, you won't give up a lot of sacks because of the heavy run game you're about to run in a hurry up that people won't have the chance to, to play exotic blitzes and to run these exotic stunts because they just have to get lined up and play. Okay. Um, I know you mentioned a little bit in your video breakdown of John Lovett um, as probably an ideal running back for this type of offense. Um, what are some ideal personnel for an offense like this, whether it's, you know, taller receivers, faster receivers, um, you know, a, a shiftier running back or a power running back, which what's really ideal for this offense? You know, go back and you look at it, you know, you've got, if you go back and look, you know, uh, was it James Washington at Oklahoma yep. state? Um, you want speed, man. They want speed on the edges because they're going to go deep. And a lot of it has to do with, you know, options. They're giving that receiver an option, go deep or shut it down. And the quarterback's going to read it, and they're going to do it. Um, there's a place for all of it. You know, Will Blackman, all those guys were a part of this concept. It's all the same stuff. And, you know, running back-wise, you know, it really doesn't have to be a fast kid. It could be anybody um, that simply just can read the backfield. It, you know, this is a system that you don't have to have a phenomenal running back to run because it, it's a system. It's a dance up front. Like, this is the, – the run game scheme that he's going to run is really what I run. Um, and so for us, the only reason we do is because our offensive line's never the best and our running backs aren't the fastest. And, and, you know, you can fit that system. You know, that's why that's why the Denver Broncos were so good with Terrell Davis for that year or two. And then they put another running back in there and he went for a thousand and another running back went for another thousand um, because it's a system. It's not really reliant on a playmaker to make plays. It's just a kid to, to buy into what he does. So running back, whatever you got, whoever's, whoever has the uh, the best vision. But for the most part, quarterback run game, you know, he doesn't do a bunch of it. And, and, you know, especially at Oklahoma State, they weren't they weren't a huge run team with the quarterback. You know, he's going to sit back there and throw that ball. And, um, you know, he may change that a little bit because of who he has, but we'll see. Yeah, so we could expect the quarterbacks to get protected a little bit more as opposed to, you know, this year where they're, like, battering Rams at times. <laughs> you know, I think the biggest thing is, man, when you hurry up, defenses can't run these exotic blitzes, man. I mean, I watched – golly, I watched team after team just tee off on Penn State and, and – as no lineman, man, that's 
you know, when you're down by two scores and they know you're throwing the ball and you are not a pass first team, it ain't going to be pretty, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, last question we have, and this is kind of really gearing towards our fan base here because yeah. they're so used to the old school Joe Paterno type of offenses. And so they clamor for fullbacks and taking snaps under center. Oh so, God. You, <laughs> you, mentioned Cowboy, people, wake up. you mentioned the Cowboy and the Oklahoma state offense. Um, I think that's probably the closest thing we'll get to it, but can we expect a fullback or a snap under center this year? <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go ahead and tell you, you ain't getting anything under center. Um, <laughs> it's just, you might as well go ahead and get, yeah. The closest thing to be center was when he walks up there and changes the play. Um, <laughs> Yeah, the Cowboy back is really kind of a fullback. He's like a, a really big glorified tight end. You, I mean, when they had their guys there, they were usually like six foot two, 265 pound, you know, just blue collar white dudes that just got after it, right? And, and, you know, they have a coach that's all he coaches. He's a Cowboy. He was the Cowboy back coach. Uh, McAdoo's his name, Medical State. Great dude, great coach, but like that's how important that position is in his offense. So you're going to be a, you're going to see a little more about the, you know, quote unquote fullback. They call him an H back, but that's exactly what he's going to be. Yeah. Um, Brandon, you have anything else you want to add? That's all I got. I'm, uh, I'm excited for the, for this offense. A little disappointed yeah, uh, last year. <laughs> yeah. Nick, thank you very much for coming on. Um, do you want to throw your Twitters out your Twitter, Facebook, Instagram out there, YouTube? Um, any yeah, other, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. So it, sites you're on? Yeah, if you get on uh, if you get on YouTube, it's uh, at it's just Coach Caduti. Um, Twitter, Coach Caduti, um, C O D U T T I. And really, uh, come on, get on if you want to see something. It's free, you know. I, I just throw up videos. I love when people watch videos. I love when they share it. Um, it just kind of helps me out and gives me something to do. Yeah, you do a great job at it, and we're glad you had you had you on today. Appreciate it, man.